1: For more detailed information, visit their website at cardinalcap.net. You can also call them 225-308-3700 or email them info at cardinalcap.net.
0: So, Mr. Davis, we forgot to mention it last week, but this is the beginning of our 10th year of Tech Gumbo.
1: That is just absolutely fascinating to me, and I love it so much. This
0: is just really been a labor of love this has been enjoyable number one because i get to do the show with you but it's also fun to learn about all the things and that we've learned that we talked about over the years The all of the different stories and it's
1: not going to stop anytime soon yeah the the number of times where just oh that's kind of interesting sitting there learning and just doing it with you so let's get on
0: with the news and the updates as we begin our 10th year Start off with YouTube and their ad blocking crackdown, which is
1: really going global now. They are ratcheting this up. YouTube is trying to squish out the ad blockers and I've gotten one or two messages. I can still use my ad blockers, so it hasn't gotten to me yet. I'm curious to see what links I'm going to resort to once it comes for me. When I try to use Google Chrome and go to YouTube, It will
0: not let me play a YouTube video. It says I'm running an ad blocker, and I'm not. I don't have an ad blocker. There is still an ad blocker in the browser as as an add-on, but it's clearly marked as green lit for YouTube, but still YouTube will not let a video play. Now, if I open up Firefox or Microsoft Edge and log into my Google account and go to YouTube on either of those other two browsers, works just fine no
1: ads and it's just ridiculous well because it's not about your google account it's about that instance of whenever you have chrome open that that's that's what it's looking at is it, it's not looking and saying oh haggai is using an ad blocker it says this window that i'm looking at right now is using an ad blocker
0: yeah i, I get that and it's kind of frustrating that it okay, fine. I got to use a different browser to go see YouTube videos nowadays. Okay, great. I can still do that. But Google's just being silly with this ad block thing. And it's not like
1: they're losing
0: money on it.
1: That's the interesting thing that I've seen is that I've seen people say that you're actually going to end up pushing more people into ad blockers this way. That's YouTube has increased the number of ads over time and it's become frustrating and it's become annoying. And people are saying that if it was every once in a while, okay, fine. But you're getting to the point wherever you're interrupting my viewing experience. I no longer want to watch this video because of how choked down it is with ads, but I still want to watch the YouTube video. So let me go find an ad blocker because they're not that hard. And so, and they're free and The U.S. government actually endorses them. The FBI says that they're a security enhancement to use ad blockers. So, you know, there's not a lot of reasons not to, because I'm not going to sit here and cry about YouTube not making as many billions as they did yesterday. So maybe this doesn't go quite the way that people expect it to.
0: The other thing is when you use a VPN it has ad blocking capabilities built into the VPNs. And that's another way around not running an ad blocker, but I'm running an ad blocker. And so I don't want to see all the ads that that they have started using. There's so many gambling and other advertising for things like that that I'm just not interested in. You're going to choke down these products. And, and these ads aren't just a 10-second They're full 30-second or 60-second ads. You've got to sit through or you're you're leaving the video platform.
1: And YouTube has argued that they need these ads in order to support their creators. However, we on this Tech Gumbo show have been in contact with people who were doing YouTube as their full-time career. And they said that ever since people have come down off of that 2020-2021 indoor craze and they've gone back out with their lives that youtube views have gone down and they're not being supported that being a youtuber as a career is very very hard and that youtube does not pay you a lot of money and i'm very strongly skeptical of the notion that if they're going to increase their ad rate that it's going to be because oh they're going to start paying creators so much more
0: yeah we talked to one guy who he was getting millions of views per video and he was making under a hundred thousand dollars a year, millions of views, putting out a, a video once a week and st- not making a hundred grand for all the work he was doing. That's not a good way to make a lot of money.
1: Cause especially it wasn't just him. If you have to pay an editor and you need some sort of graphic design and you know, there's Probably you have you know someone comes in for a little bit on this and a little bit on that that 100k when you start to split it amongst multiple people, that's you know starts to shrink pretty quickly. And if you would think a million views multiple times a month, you're you're clearly generating a lot of revenue for YouTube, but they are keeping it in-house. And so do not shed a tear. you know if you were someone who says that I'm sick of ads on YouTube, Ad blockers are pretty easy, pretty straightforward, and it is a cat and mouse game. It is a sword and shield, and that as YouTube gets better at detecting the current generation of ad blockers, a next generation of ad blockers will arise, which is capable of beating YouTube's ad block blocking.
0: Speaking of Google and their ongoing US v. Google antitrust trial, it came out that. In the week of September 22nd, back in 2018, the 20 most searched queries that were also the most profitable to to Google, three of the top 20
1: had iPhone in the query. Yes. A bunch of other ones were also insurance. And so the arguments that Google has made is that, oh, well, they had to be on iPhone, and the argument is that the U.S. government is making is that Google spent a lot of money to be the number one search result on iPhone, and iPhone was very profitable to Google. And so here we see this direct link. That is, is what these results are showing, is that the highest revenue searches, the reason they picked this specific week in 2018 is that this is the week that the iPhone 8 came out. And so it's iPhone 8, iPhone 8 Plus are the number one and number two most profitable queries for Google. And, you know, then there was a
0: bunch of insurances and and other telecom-related searches. But when you have the top 20 things, more than half just come down to iPhones, telecom companies, and insurance, that lets you know right there, hey, Google's on to something with their search. And oh, by the way, it isn't just about
1: those folks who's making Google money. So the idea that's the reason why those are the searches which give you the highest revenue is that they're high customer acquisition costs and high value over time. That people don't switch their car insurance very often. They don't switch their telecom company very often. Once you get into your state farm where you get into Comcast, you're going to be with them for years likely. And so that's why those companies were shelling out so much money to advertise on Google. They were spending so much money to be that, that very top link because they know the vast majority of people are going to click on the very first link that Google serves them. And so if you're trying to get someone while they're gettable, This is how you do it, and that's why it's such a high revenue, total revenue. Google's cost per click is a little different, though. Yeah, there was $475
0: for a single click for searches for California auto accident lawyers, and that wasn't even close to being the big one. If you searched for Houston Maritime Attorney, that was almost
1: $1,100 per click. Houston Maritime Attorneys wanted to be number one because they know they're going to make their money back from having the clients. So they're going to spend a lot of money on Google Advertising. That's $1,100 per person who clicked on something with the, the tag Houston Maritime Attorney that is an incredible business model. And it really, you know, highlights that quote from the CEO of Microsoft that he thought that Office was a great product. He thought they were making money with Word until he saw ad revenue. And uh, let's just say, I agree with him.
0: Searches is king. Data is the, the gold of this decade. Moving along, speaking of data and dating, A a study from Axios and Generation Lab found approximately 79% of college students have not used a dating app in the past month. This was
1: fascinating to me for a couple reasons. One, the headline is college students abandon dating apps. And I am a little hesitant of this framing of this story because it very much plays into the instinct that, oh, Kids these days should really go back to how things were when I was young, that this whole technology and dating thing is actually bad and that you should go and you should meet your you know significant other drunk at a bar. And that's that's it's God intended. And I get the the impulse behind that. I really do. We, we sat down and looked and we tried to find some other dating sources to to see if this is consistent. You know, can you show a decreasing trend over time? And the answer is, it's really complicated. You get kind of into the nuances of survey data. How do you define a relationship? Who are you asking? You know, is someone 18 to 21 when you're in college and you're on college campuses? That's very different than you're 23, 24, and you've got your first job. Your life looks a lot different. And so your dating is going to look a lot different. I, It's a complicated story, and I would just resist that initial instinct
0: it was interesting in the article they did have a couple of eye grabbing quotes from college kids one saying i feel dating apps have ruined the dating scene for many people my age and ruined their self-confidence and another one talked about how they they really are more interested in a sense of humor and professional goals and less about the way people look and yada 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 i'd i'd I just thought it was interesting the way the article was written that made it look like fewer and fewer people were using these dating apps. But when we find other surveys, it's more about how that question was asked, like you said, and in that, okay, you haven't used the dating app in the last month, according to this article. But three months ago, you were using it and you found the person you've been dating for 90 days now. Is that what the deal is?
1: It's it gets very complicated very quickly. And I think that, you know, going back to that quote from that person about feeling that dating apps have ruined a lot of things, I I would 100 percent believe the idea that people are experiencing burnout, that it is a, a it changes it, that there is something fundamentally different about just looking through person after person after person and getting some messages and having to filter down until so you you know start having conversation with one person and then you go on a date, that experience is fundamentally different, and it is weird in a lot of ways, and it is burning out. I would agree with that notion, but the data just presents a much more complicated picture, and I, I think that the idea that the young people are just going to wake up and realize that technology is bad and that you know we're we're not going to do this anymore, I'm just. Don't think that's the way the world works.
0: Do you mean the the kids aren't gonna come home from the war and go meet meet a girl at the USO anymore?
1: No, they are not. They're not looking to, you know, find the girl at church. They're still, you know, gonna meet people in person. That's that is still a very common way to meet partners, but how exactly that happens changes.
0: Another follow-up story, Hacker One, we talked about them a little more than a year ago. How they were putting together a lot of money, and they were going to start paying people to be white hat hackers to help thwart the bad guys. If you find you know, something wrong out there, a bad malware, ransomware, and you can help us defeat it, we'll pay you for it. Well, it turns out there's been $300 million paid out so far.
1: They've had, was it, 30 people who had crossed the $1 million mark? One guy who crossed the $4 million mark? that's that's pretty solid revenue. That is, those are people who are making real bucks and it is completely legal. They get to feel good about themselves and the contributions that they're making in the world. That's not a bad gig.
0: And, and they're making quite a difference in the cybersecurity world. When you're in, in, in my industry and we're trying to defend these networks and you've got some white hat out there who has found a way to stop a a particular ransomware and releases that information to the government, which then releases it to all the firewall companies. And now we can shut that one down. That
1: makes a difference. It makes my job a whole lot easier. Really importantly, though, that key step is that once that information is released, Companies have to actually go through the effort of updating and patching and making sure that they protect themselves with the information about that you know, vulnerability. And SolarWinds, the company who was hacked in that very, very large hack back in 2020, is being sued by the SEC because they allegedly did not do those very simple steps.
0: No, they didn't. And- SolarWinds is trying to portray themselves as they were the victim here. They they were ambushed by the Russian espionage and the intrusion went undiscovered for more than a year and, and it allowed them to have all these footholds. Until it comes to light that, well, there were people for more than a year telling
1: SolarWinds they had a problem. There were people inside of SolarWinds, engineers who had documented these vulnerabilities and were reporting it, that companies who had worked with SolarWinds were reporting that they were hacked and that SolarWinds did not update or disclose any of this information. And ultimately, the SEC's lawsuit is that the company could have prevented the damage by addressing known vulnerabilities through straightforward steps. This is not, oh, this attack was completely unavoidable. You know, whenever the bad guys just muscle this much might, they're going to get in. You had some pretty simple boxes to check and you didn't. And you need to pay for that. The
0: the attorneys representing SolarWinds are trying to portray the SEC is the wrong agency. That's This is an overreach by the SEC. This should be another... Branch of the federal government who's coming after us, not the SEC, and that's not a real good argument. You're sitting there saying, yeah, we're guilty we're we, we you know we're the bad guys in this, but it shouldn't be you taking us on. It should be them to that's not a good defense.
1: yes, and it is unlikely to go well for them.
0: The last thing we wanted to do a little follow-up on, Disney is trying to take full
1: control now of Hulu for $8.6 billion. So right now, Disney owns two-thirds and Comcast owns the last third. They made the deal back in 2019 that the transfer would happen in 2024, and so at the time... They picked a number of 27.5 billion dollars as the total valuation of Hulu, and so Disney's trying to say, "Yep, we're still going to use that number, right?" And Comcast is saying, no, 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 no. We think Hulu's worth much more money now." Disney has agreed to pay 8.6 billion dollars. Comcast has not agreed to accept 8.6 billion dollars. And so they're going to fight this out over the next couple of months. It's going to go to some third-party arbitrator who's going to independently appraise the value of Hulu's equity. And at that point in time, Disney will have to pay the difference.
0: It'll be fun to watch. I would love to be in the room as the arbitrator was listening to these arguments. Disney's going to sit there and say, hey, but we're losing money at Hulu. You can't raise the value if we're losing money as a streaming service.
1: This is also going to be very interesting because I wonder if it will force Disney to show off how valuable its products are, that Hulu and Disney Plus both have had issues being profitable. But if Disney still thinks they're worth a lot of money in the future, how do they think they're going to get from here to there?
0: We want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed service provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers across the southeastern United States. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through continuous innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 180 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, program designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of business schools and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business strengths. This has become a proven formula. So proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need IT services, new technology, or have a question, visit us
1: on the web at geninf.com. If you enjoyed our show today, we are here on Talk 207.3 FM every Saturday at 4 p.m. And the show reruns Sundays also at 4 p.m. If you missed any part of the show or you'd like to hear this or previous episodes, check out our podcast. Available on almost every podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Audible, and more. When you're there, be sure to subscribe so you get notified every time we post a new episode. If you like our show or you have any suggestions, let us know on our website at www.techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.